right. Welcome, everyone, to our latest episode of the Sullivan County Democrat podcast. Uh, Today, instead of reading our headlines, we are joined by a special group of presidents slash CEOs. We have Mark Baez here from the Sullivan County Partnership. We have Roberta Byron Lockwood uh, uh, from the Sullivan Catskills Visitors Association. We have Jamie Schmeiser from the uh, Sullivan County Chamber of Commerce. And of course, I, Joe, co-editor, am joined by Patricio Robaya, our staff writer, for the paper. So uh, the first question we have for anyone that wants to chime in is, you know, at this time um, in society, health is taking a big priority. That's what people are very concerned about with this virus. But a close second, or maybe even topping the list for some local families and businesses, is the effect that this is having on the local economy. So at this time, I know you guys have been in touch with your members, workers in the county, people you know. What have they been telling you about what they've been going through currently? I'll jump in. I mean, we've pulled directly every one of our members and have been chatting with them. I mean, make no doubt about it, the struggle is very much a part of um, their their fears. Um, They need supplies, um, the loan process. They have great concern for their employees and how they're going to manage to keep them gainfully employed and are they going to be able to open soon enough to be able to keep them on. Um, and, you know, really what they're, they're looking for is information, direction, how to receive some of these funds, how to process and, and apply for some of the funds. And they're, they're very anxious to work with all of us to try to find a path to present us, you know, in the forefront of everybody's mind. I mean, wouldn't you agree, Jamie, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. You know, everyone is, um, is, is struggling right now. And so um, you know, we'll talk about it a little later in the podcast, but we did um, work together to put out a survey. Um, the survey's been out for about a week. We've got over 200 responses to that survey. And really it's asking how this situation has impacted them financially, um, their business, their employees, um, you know, what they see is going to be problematic for the future, a whole host of different questions. And we're getting pretty much what you would expect, um, that people are struggling right now. And that's why we're getting together, banding together to work closely to try and help them in every possible way that we can. We have a revolving loan fund that we just sent out uh, information on yesterday. And I know the Visitor Association has gotten it out and Jamie and planning at the county. So then really it's, it's it's a small amount, but it's a $5,000 loan for, for folks to go ahead and uh, apply that towards what their immediate needs are right now. Um, they don't have to pay it back for a year. Um, it's 1% and they can take up to three years to pay it back. And it's it's something that at least if we can get them some cash right away to to get something in their pocket, then uh, it's certainly something that hopefully could, could help in the short term. Um, and so we're seeing a lot of this information out come back that, you know, and part of, the, part of the strategy behind that was to gather as much data as we could. There'll be an analytics report on that. Um, I just talked to Vanessa, we'll be done by the end of today. And that really we wanna to give to everyone on this phone call, but to our elected officials, to those making decisions on the higher ups, to those that are gonna carry our message to Albany, to Washington, to hopefully uh, make sure that um, Sullivan County is um, at the forefront of the conversation to the extent that we can make that happen. Great. And uh, Jamie, exactly. you have something you want to add? 
Yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, we're all working together to help our our community and our business members uh, just apply for these various loans and grants. And uh, we're, we're here to navigate some of the more difficult pieces, parts of it. And, uh, you know, we're just here to help. Nice. And um, some of you guys have been uh, taking part in uh, meetings on Tuesday. There's a like a recovery group that uh, has been formed. If you guys want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Recovery um, meetings. Go. Yeah, it's a recovery working group meeting that the county uh, put together with us and uh, with, you know, our different groups and then with Cornell Cooperative. Um, to stabilize as many businesses as possible who have put, been put at risk of failure because of the coronavirus, uh, to ensure that the Sullivan County businesses and workers are as close to the head of the line as possible when the opportunities for relief become available for us, and to also um, advance the key initiatives of what the legislature is talking about at the county level to advance some of the projects that we've been working on for years with with the county, not me in particular, but um, Mark and, and Roberta certainly um, on trying to get broadband for everybody and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then also for when it comes time for us to do the recovery, how we are going to react and how we're going to be prepared in our communities to to accept the influx of people maybe moving to the country to get out of the city and to uh, help our businesses and our community uh, be at the forefront of the recovery efforts. I think the meetings themselves are primarily a, a way for all of us to collaborate and share our resources and the information that we all have have access, access to because obviously we have different silos that we work out of um, myself, tourism, Mark, economic development and, and, and business, um, Jamie, Main Street business and, and, um, and uh, information. And what we're trying to do is, is share with them what's available um, on a federal, a state and a local level and also through our organizations to best try to prepare them when, when this ban is lifted and we're able to go back out into the marketplace, as well as what can we do immediately for them to try to mitigate some of this, this, this horrific struggle that they're all facing, um, not only with their workforce, for them as individuals, and let's face it, our industries are, are truly a, a grouping of small businesses that many of them mm -hmm. are mom and pops, and we truly need to be able to facilitate some type of relief, or at least make them com comfortable and confident on a path to uh, achieve it. Great, and um, you guys touched on a little earlier in this uh, podcast about the survey that you all worked on together. How did that sort of come about? Um, and I guess for you guys, you had a lot of responses, over 200 responses, but if someone did uh, perhaps miss the deadline to um, take the survey, uh, what would you encourage them to do if they wanted to reach out to you guys or wanted to provide you guys with additional data? Uh, they should reach out to 
you know, we're, we're handling the survey through our offices at the partnership. Reach mm -hmm. out to the partnership offices. Um, call us on our, on our main line, 845-794-1110. Um, or send us a, a quick email info at scpartnership.com. And we will certainly get them out um, a link to the survey. They can, they can certainly um, participate. The goal with the survey, um, Joe, was really to get information. Information is critical here to really understand what the situation is instead of just talking about it anecdotally or um, you know, at 40,000 feet, we're gonna have real data in a real report that we're gonna have give to people that are making key decisions for us in Sullivan County. And hopefully it'll help them um, with data, make an argument as to how much, when um, we need certain um, relief efforts, certain monetary efforts, whatever it takes for them to to help mitigate this like Roberta said. So it's one thing to just talk about it. It's another thing to say, here's the data, here are the people. This is the exact number that, they, uh, that they've lost so far in their business. This is how it's affecting their employees. This is what their future outlook um, appears to be. And so it, it, it's hard facts that they can then take to, to their committees and other areas that you know, they can make the case for Sullivan County. And really that's what we were trying to do. Um, to, to do the best that we can in that, in that arena. And, and the response was absolutely incredible. Right. Um, mm -hmm. All of our industry segments truly wanted to be a part of this narrative um, to truly give a landscape and a, and, a, and a real view of what's happening in our Sullivan County Catskills and what we need and what's going to move us into the road of recovery. And, and this Mark's team truly uh, put this all together. We got it out there. A lot of information, and they've been analyzing it, and it's been great. And it gives us a great uh, soundbite too of what's really going on in each and every one of our businesses. So thank you. That was great, and I think it's going to yeah. be helpful. Yeah, Jamie. I was just going to say what the real needs were down on the ground. You know, uh, in mm -hmm. in the small businesses, and it was. Uh, acting almost as if a, a, a joint application to whatever we could find as far as funding or mitigation uh, efforts. Uh, we could take then what they put in the survey and, and actually gear it towards some of the mitigation efforts that are going on, you know, that would best help that business. Plus it gives us an idea who's, who responded um, mm -hmm. We can access, you know, we ask for their contact information. We can contact them and say, hey, did you apply for the PPP? And one of the things right now, and that's the payroll protection program, okay. we really want people to get on the SBA website, work with their banks um, to, to apply for that. Um, I know it's going to be cumbersome. They have had some issues with, you know, the scale of it and people signing on. But, you know, I, you know, I applied the other day. I went through the exercise. It took me 10 minutes to get through the application with key banks. So um, certainly want to work with their, their, their bigger national banks that are here and their local banks as well. And, and just go through the process, however painstaking it might be, go through the process, get through it, get your application in, because that is really something that's in this circumstance, very special. They're really going to be able to get that as a grant. You're going to get, you know, their average monthly payroll and overhead expenses two and a half times that. Uh, which is the equivalent of about eight weeks plus another two weeks of cost for their businesses. It's, and it's what we've been missing the last, you know, six weeks or so. So we think that money is going to come relatively 
quickly. Um, they might say it's not as quick as it should be, but think about it. You know, if they apply today, if you get an IRS refund and you put in your IRS taxes right now, you wouldn't get money for up to 10 days. So if we can get some people, uh, some cash, some, some actual liquidity in the next week or two, certainly that's something that's going to help them prepare for whenever this, this um, you know, scale back is going to take place. So that's certainly something that we've been pushing. Apply for the PPP, apply for the EIDL, the emergency uh, loans through SBA as well, and do what you can. It's a program that um, in my lifetime, I've never seen anything like this where you're going to get loans from SBA and they're going to be forgiven um, if you uh, certainly apply them to what they want you to, which is to keep people employed. So um, to the extent that you can do that, that's a big deal. And I think that um, everyone has to make that effort, be patient, work with it. Um, you know, it's not perfect, but it's certainly something that they're going to be um, supporting. And it looks like they're going to add another $250 billion to the program um, is what the scuttlebutt is, is today. So certainly that's something that people all ought to take advantage of. Um, don't be too proud to do it. It's money that you didn't ask for this problem. It, it, was, it, was, it was forced upon you. And, and government shut down business in, in order to protect uh, our health and our, our safety. So it's certainly something that beforehand the economy was doing great. Um, and now it's not. So it's certainly if it can help you, uh, guide you through the next really troublesome couple of weeks, certainly something that everyone ought to be doing. Um, and I'm happy that you know, the recent conversation has been not only the, the health and welfare of our, our persona per, per se, but the health and welfare of our economy. We're, we're, at, we're approaching that point where um, pretty soon, you know, three, four weeks more of this, it's really going to have a devastating, devastating effect on the economy. And that, um, from what the projections are, may be worse than what this whole situation um, has, has uh, put upon us. So we got to make sure that, you know, take advantage of these programs as soon as possible, and hopefully we can get out of this fairly quickly. Exactly. I, I just have mm -hmm. a quick follow-up on the, the PPP question. Um, I had a small business in Calicoon yesterday uh, talk to me a little bit about that, and I think they had said for it, I think your business has to have been open a year or, or something in order to two take advantage. Oh, two years? Okay. So uh, I would say, too, though, since we're in Sullivan County, we have a lot of businesses that, you know, pop up in multiple times for, you know, different things for those who maybe haven't been around long enough. Uh, for maybe the PPP, what, maybe would you guys advise those folks? Well, that, I would advise them to, to go ahead and do it anyway and to go through the EIDL uh, program because they've made um, concessions mm -hmm. for that. We've got to thank for Roberta and her, uh, her lobbying team making the case for that and for nonprofits because uh, they really, you, they were a loud voice not too long ago, a week or so ago or two, making the case mm -hmm. for that. So... Um, I think you'll see that there'll be provisions for that. Now, money's going to run out right away because it's not a lot, and that's why they're already talking about a second tranche. But um, don't sit on your hands. Don't think because you're open for just a year or whatever, mm -hmm. you should Do apply it. for it anyway. And, and yeah. see. Yeah. You'll fit into one you of the programs. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for those uh, answers. Uh, and uh, Patricio has some uh, questions about tourism. Locally. Yeah, uh, this is <laughs> sure. Bring it on. This is sort of geared to, but you know, anyone else can answer. Um, you know, our economy right now is still in some kind of still based uh, heavily based on tourism. tourism. And now, because the current crisis, now we're heading into the summer, and it looks like you know this is, is going to affect the summer. 
uh, you know, Bethel Woods already canceling uh, a lot of concerts already, things that have been postponed. So this is sort of a two-part question is, uh, how do you think, in your words, uh, this current crisis is affecting the, the summer business? And what are you doing, unique ways to sort of remind people that we still are open for business in some limited fashion? Uh, and what things are you doing to sort of uh, attract visitors to come to Sullivan County, if they can't come to Sullivan County? Because who knows by the summer whether we'll have any kind of travel ban or anything like that. Um, but what are your thoughts? Well, on? I'll start with the beginning part of this, and that is, please know all of us are doing our part to slow or contain this, this uh, crisis um, in our community. So on our part, we've gone from our interest being focused on bringing new visitation to our interest is focused on the tourism businesses and our residents right now and the health and welfare of our residents. So that's kind of where we right now are. We know we're going to come out on the other side of it. Um, and we know once this ban does lift that the Sullivan Catskills is going to be ready and poised to go back into the marketplace. We are already very much aware that we are going to be one of the more sought out destinations purely from our location. Um, I think the beauty, the great outdoors, and that, that need, regardless of the, the suffering that we've all gone through economically and, and truly stressfully during this time, people still need that, that, that retreat, that ability to get away, if it's to come to the mountains, if it's to go down the river, if it's to visit one of our incredible attractions, that's what they're gonna do. Um, so I'm confident that we're gonna be able to be a very big part of the story and a very big part of the New York State story because let's face it, this is one tough state, but Sullivan Catskills is a strong county. Out of all 62, we are a tough county. Um, what we're doing right now is a variety of different things to try to put us front and center. Um, we have a gift certificate program that we initiated for our visitors, um, not for our visitors, for our members. It is um, for every $100 gift certificate that's purchased, by someone in one of our businesses, the Sullivan Catskills has an incentive of an additional $25. So we're encouraging people, please support my local business. Even if they're not open right now, but they're gonna be back open in the season, you can do a drop down, pick a business, just buy a gift certificate. They need that, that, that you know, fusion of, infusion of cash right now. Um, we're doing other incentives out there. Uh, to, to do some social distancing for children as well as for those young at heart, we've decided to put together a template of the doves. Um, so you've got an opportunity to create your own dove on its own template, um, submit it. We'll make it a part of our new offices when we open after this lift, lift has happened, as well as on our social postings, we'll start to share. Um, it's great for kids. It's great also for those uh, young at heart that want to do this as well. Um, and we're, we're looking for a lot of creative ways to be able to share that messaging. Um, we've also reached out to a lot of our uh, travel writers and influencers that have visited with us in the past. We've asked them to share some stories uh, about their visit to us and some of their favorite stories, just to keep us in the marketplace front and center. We've done the same with our PR team as with uh, influencers that we were looking to host for 2020. We've asked them to start sharing where they're gonna be when the travel ban lifts, and that's with us. Um, we've got a program out there right now, um, asking everybody and shouting out to everybody that's on our large, uh, because we've got over 40,000 
followers every day with us. And we've asked them all to share some of the pictures um, of your last trip. What was your favorite place in the Sullivan Catskills? That's already happening. Um, we've shared with all the media, our Smug Mug Gallery of all of our properties and businesses so we can get those photos in front of the travel writers and in front of different media. Um, our PR team is going to be working hand in hand with all of our businesses to create some online videos and virtual videos that I think are going to be very helpful, not only to stimulate an interest in our Sullivan cat skills when the time comes, but to put our businesses front and center. We're going to be doing some additional messaging. And then, of course, we've also been a part of um, initiating 7 p.m. We want to light up Facebook, Instagram, and social media. We've asked our civic groups and, and our fellow um, economic development partners, as well as our, our smaller chambers throughout the communities, to go on at 7 o'clock. And please take time. Thank our healthcare workers. Thank our first responders. Thank all of you guys that are essential workers that are out there every day. It's important that we take time to say, geez, you know what? We really appreciate you. Well, this is, what's, this is what makes a community so strong, and that's what makes the Sullivan Catskills so strong. And those are some of the initiatives we're doing. We've got a lot more in place every day, new thing, but we're trying to make sure that our messaging is in the front and center of everyone that's writing, everybody that's talking. And if you potentially want to come and move here, we'll take that too. Because let's face it, we've got the second largest homeowners. Um, in the in the state. So this is a great place for it. But those are some of the things we're doing. Everybody's doing great stuff to make sure that uh, everybody's kind of minds. Joe, one of the one of the most important thing things I think that Roberta and her team at the Visual Association is doing, and they can they're doing this daily is updating people, um, especially food service businesses and beverage businesses who's open, who delivers, to just keep them going. And that's a big mm -hmm. deal. To me, that's probably one of the most important things that she's doing right now. It's to let people know who's open, who's able to deliver, to keep those places going and to serve the people that, you know, that can't get out of their house or don't necessarily want to. Uh, we're able to bring them uh, product that they need and, and still be able to help those tourist businesses that can use, that can yep. use the cash influx. So that's a real big deal. And a lot of our, yes, our retail is. shops are, are bringing are selling grocery items along with our grocery stores. But when you start to get in some of the more remote areas, you know, they're, they're making it available everywhere. And yes, we update that list every single day. It goes in not only on our website, on all of our social, but be sure to follow us, Sullivan Catskills on Facebook or go to our website, SullivanCatskills.com. We have those updated. We tell you everything that's going on. And then we give you some social distancing things to do from yoga online to some cooking shows to just a lot of things that our different businesses are are doing in a virtual state so you can enjoy and you're from the comfort of your couch or your kitchen <laughs> that's great <laughs> or your bedroom <laughs> that yeah. too, all yeah. Joe, your bedroom yes yes Brian. currently coming from yes all right. Uh, well, shifting gears over to the, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, Jamie, if you want to expand on some of the initiatives and things that, that you, Claudia, and, and everyone at the Chamber is working on during this time to assist with the, your members and local businesses. Yeah, we're, we're working really hard to get out the information just as uh, the partnership and the Sullivan Catskills Visitors Association is trying to do. Um, we are here to help uh, our 
our community and our members and everybody else who needs help to navigate some of the the loan program some of it looks really overwhelming and we're here to hold your hand and and lead you through it step by step my always say i always say that how do you even elephant one bite at a time and that's what we need to do with with all of this overwhelming um uh pandemic that you know all this stuff that comes with it we're also helping people to get the word out about mental health help uh, we spoke about that at great length uh, yesterday during a forum that we had. Uh, Access Supports for Living has a mental health online free mental health uh, support uh, line. Uh, the county has a support uh, efforts going on. And so we're just trying to disseminate the information as fast as we get it. Every day we're updating our website, we're updating our social media posts. And we're putting out uh, once a week a our standard newsletter. As we move uh, through this process, we will start offering uh, some of our, our networking uh, projects online virtually. So we are going to start up uh, having some of our training classes back again, and we're going to start having uh, some of our are uh, encouraging mixers virtually uh, online uh, to help our members stay connected and stay abreast of what's going on, not only in our community, but, you know, in their fields of business. So uh, we're just going with the flow right now and trying to be as helpful as we can to everybody in our county and in our region, you know, um, being a good team player. Thank you. Um, and now I'm going to shift over to Mark. So, you know, as, as Mark is now, I've talked to him a lot because uh, in our paper responsibilities, I've sort of taken on the mantle of writing about job statistics. And, and uh, you know, for the last year or two, we've had really um, historically low unemployment rates. We've seen a lot of new projects that are on the horizons, but with the current virus situation that's happening, um, across the Hudson Valley, we've started to hear some news of some timelines of projects of which that have been affected. For example, in neighboring Orange County, I believe Legoland has been pushed back to 2021 now. But keeping the focus on Sullivan County, Mark, uh, what effects has this had on sort of economic development locally? What, um, any timelines on projects? And uh, with everything going on, after you answer that question, just, just like uh, Roberta and Jamie did, if you want to expand on stuff that the partnership's been doing to adjust uh, to this sort of what's been placed in front of us currently? Well, the, 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 the sad part is the obvious part, right? Like everything's, everything's at a standstill. Nothing's going on development-wise. Nothing's going on. Financing is really um, focused on the SBA programs, and that's the reality that we're in. From a development standpoint, um, you take projects like Legoland and other projects Amy's Kitchen, some of these other major construction projects in Orange County, which affects us. We have a lot of people that live in Sullivan and work on those on those projects. Uh, we have two projects that are chopping at the bit. In fact, one of them was, is from overseas in Europe and wanted to sneak their way in to the United States and got stopped at, at uh, in England because uh, you know when they put down the order not to accept anyone flying in from England, he got stuck in England. So there, there are those that are still really chopping at the bit to get going. Uh, and I would. I would agree with 
um, those who have said that, you know, once the, the green flag is dropped, that they're going to be, you know, having this pent up energy to get back to work and do uh, what they need to do to get these projects completed. So that's going to be very helpful. What we don't know, and we all wish we had a crystal ball, is how is this going to affect the casino? How is this going to affect Cartwright and some of those places where the, the whole point of going there is to gather with a whole bunch of different people, right? So, you know, if the social distancing, I like to call it physical distancing, I don't like that word social, um, <clears throat> continues, you know, that's going to be problematic for, for, for the larger tourist-oriented uh, projects. We hope that's not the case. Um, so we'll have to see how that other impacted long-term on that. It's, it's a significant issue. Um, we won't know until we know, right? So while there is this energy there and pent up and everyone wants to get back to work and get going, and there's a lot of that, construction-wise and otherwise, um, there are certain factors that are going to be, you know, there's going to be a gray area as to when they can be full swing and they call this normal. You know, when is, it, when is their normal going to come back? When can they pack uh, the hotel with, a, you know, 100% occupancy and people enjoying themselves? And obviously there's, they're gathering in, in large quantities in these facilities. So that's certainly something that we have to take a look at. Um, I will say this, that Sullivan County has gone through this many times. Um, it's gone through it in 1990, it went through it in 2001, it went through it in 2007, and it's going through it again. Um, my concern always is that there's always a lag in Sullivan County in terms of when we come back. I don't think I'm going to see that this, this time around. I think mm -hmm. that we're going to so. be able to, to, in part, for the most part, get back to work and get people going. There's going to be a lot of that pent-up energy to do that. And the only reason I say that is because the economy was so good before this took place. So it isn't as if things weren't were bad for a while and God, you know, the floor just kind of fell out from under us. Things were actually great and people were here and they were coming. And um, like Roberta said, I anticipate more people coming to Sullivan County to, to get away. And, mm -hmm. and the fact that we've already experienced that, we've had calls of people like, well, we plan on coming up there more often. People that have second homes are planning on working home. And again, it underscores our need for broadband even more so now than any time um, in, the, in the past, not only because of that circumstance, but because it is a new world. As we talk today on this Zoom platform, you're going to see a heck of a lot more of that. Um, I think uh, medicine and, um, and healthcare is going to have dramatically changed after all this is done. I think that that's going to be the sector that's going to change the mo most. I think you're going to see a lot more uh, telemedicine taking place. And for mm -hmm. us, that, that gives us an opportunity, right? So there's an area that we can hopefully develop from an economic development standpoint um, and do something to effectuate that here in Sullivan County. Where there's a bad problem like this, there's always opportunities on the other side. It's going to be incumbent on all of us here to kind of identify those early on and see if we can take advantage of that to kind of make that rebound happen a lot quicker. Um, and someone mentioned folks that are going to be coming up and looking at real estate up here, I think that's going to happen uh, without question. It happened in the other circumstances. I think more so now. I think folks are going, you know, I went through 2001, 2002. I went through 07. Now I'm going through it again. You know, I think they're going to think a little bit deeper about their circumstances and, and what stage of life they're in and that they're going to probably, um, you know, make it a habit to be up here more often if they have a second home. And a lot of cases come up here permanently and stay here for the long term. And I think we make that case as a uh, strategic advantage at some point. Right now may not be the time to say that, but down the road, hey, come to Sullivan County, come to an area where community matters, where you have a bucolic setting, like R Roberta says, 
where you can actually work, mm -hmm. work live and enjoy the um, you know the fresh air and the fresh water and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I think that has uh, more of a uh, profound um, strength to that statement uh, as we move on into the future. So I, I, I'm a glass half full type person. I know this is tough. Um, I liken it to being at the at the half halfway mark, right? We're, we're you know half time right now, and so we got another half to go. And once we get that half done, I think that we can uh, we can bounce bounce back relatively quickly, but it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of coordination with all of us to do that. Well, that's that's the key. It's we're, we're going to have, it's going to be an uphill, but I think it's going to be a great coordinated effort. And I think we're going to mm -hmm. share all that we have to make it happen. We've got a great economic team. We've got a leadership in the county that is that is looking forward to us getting back into the marketplace and growing the economy and our state legislature as well as our federal and above everybody is poised to see us propel ahead. And we've got a quality of life that is so unparalleled. And I think these are the kind of times that you recognize that and people really seek this type of quality of life. And then you team that with some of the things like Bethel Woods, Yo One, Resort World, like Mark mentioned, uh, the Cartwright, Forestburg Playhouse, the Delaware River, our river communities, our arts, our farm markets, and just the river towns themselves. We've got a, a story and we've got a, a package that is nobody else has. And we've got a bonus because we're within two hours in New York City and Metro New York and New Jersey and Long Island and Connecticut. That's, that's the, the majority of the, uh, the uh, population and it's right at our back door and we've got some of the greatest attractions in the world sitting right here. I, uh, I guess I have a follow-up on, on that side of things. Now, a lot of popular article topics or news topics today tends to be this, like, prediction, right? Like, and we'll get later on down the road for you guys to kind of take a look at how you think things are going to be changing or what upcoming months will be looking like. But one of the things I read recently, Patricio actually shared an article with me. I, I can't remember if it was either a New York Times article or if it was the Atlantic. It was talking about how New York City – is going to see a lot of change um, in terms of what they'll be and um, particularly a lot of the older folks not like you know in the middle age and stuff that own companies might look at um, you know change their outlook on things you know for the longest time these major companies look at like new york city la the big cities to start their companies but they were talking about it might have an effect because everyone's looking at it now where they're like man this type of situation happens again I don't want to be stuck in a giant city uh, or that type of aspect. Do you necessarily perceive that maybe, you know, more companies or that will start to maybe gravitate away from the big cities and take a look at Sullivan County as a place of like, you know, especially in today, as you state, where you don't have to necessarily, uh, you know, you can talk to people and you can work with people all over the world just from your computer. You know, it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to be some. We certainly hope we certainly hope that right that'd be the mm -hmm. main, the major message that we're going to be sending. Um, it really underscores something that the partnership has been really pushing hard for the last ten years, and here we are. And who's open today? Logistics companies, people that make stuff, manufacturing, all of those things that we've been saying for years. Hey, yeah. we have to diversify. We mm -hmm. have to be in a situation where if something happens, we're able to continue to function and and have an economy that where people are still working and making things and doing things and, and putting income back into the economy. 
this isn't to say that everything that we've done so far isn't extremely important. It absolutely is. But it underscores, once again, why it is important for us to shovel-ready sites, to do all those things necessary to bring companies in, and we can now make the case that, hey, you want to do a logistics company? Come to Sullivan County. We're right off the highway. You want to do something else? Come here. Make your product here in Sullivan County. Manufacture here. Um, you can still have the communication that you need to, to those folks in New York City and the world, frankly. But you can do, do so in a place that, um, again, offers some, a little bit of a buffer of, uh, instead of being in close proximity in a, in a very tight area like New York City. Um, and we've seen it before, and there's been talk about trends that will happen, trends that will I think some of that will take place. Um, humans are humans, and they tend to go back to what they're used to. So we'll see how it goes. But, I, you know, it's not going to be the end of cities, if that's what you're kind of you're alluding to. I think there's still going to be some of that. But um, it may provide more opportunities for us uh, to be will. able to take advantage of that here. I think it will. Nice. And then I, Patricio, I know on a similar note about changing industries or, or what might be happening, I know has a specific question in the real estate sector. Yeah, I mean, you, you guys sort of touched on it a lot. Uh, I recently did an article for a Home in the Country edition, uh, just the current state of real estate and how it's affected them. Um, and it was it's changing every day. Literally, when I started the article and did the interviews, uh, that time the real estate agents couldn't do any business. And then overnight, uh, like, last uh, beginning of la uh, end of last week it changed and some of them now can do business but on a limited basis they can do face-to-face -face stuff but they can do virtually stuff and they can do home inspections things like that and all of them said to me uh, basically that they are you know they, they are being optimistic which is great and they say you know at the end of this crisis they will see sort of a mass exodus from the cities into rural places like Sullivan County um, do you, I mean, you guys said it already, but do you guys agree with that, that kind of thought that uh, that's, you know, some kinds be more attractive now because people are going to re realize that, you know, they could uh, uh, telecommute, you know, that, you know, hopefully some areas in the, in the county are not able to telecommute because of the situation with broadband. Uh, but uh, people are going to come up to Sullivan County and, and those second homeowners are going to become primary homeowners here. Uh, we have had, we have had realtors. Um, I had several already that I talked to say that they're already starting to get calls yeah. um, on that level. Um, we were getting calls and I had talked to Roberta last week. Hey, I got people calling me that I had relationships with. They want to come up and stay in some camp somewhere. So I called Roberta and said, is there something open? Because they just want to be away for, you know, as long as this is going to last or whatever. I think that um, just as in, you know, calamities in the past and 9-11 and other things and the financial crisis in 07, 08, our behaviors are going to change permanently, right? So I think folks are definitely going to be doing things differently now um, for the long term. And I think some of that is going to be, you know, making those decisions earlier on in their in their work cycle, in their life cycle, and decide that to, to get out a little sooner than they probably would have, or to make the decision to pull the trigger on a home that they've always wanted to, to have in the countryside where they wouldn't have otherwise done that immediately. Now it gives them, uh, you know, the, the momentum to do that because they wanna they want to be able to 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 get away and do the things that they want to do, um, in in a setting that they perceive as being more more safe in that in that realm. Well, I mean, if you look at the counties, when you look at the the COVID map, um, it's pretty obvious. Most of the uh, most of the occurrences are down in the metro area. If you go up to counties like where uh, 
the area where Roberta was from, Herkimer, they really don't have a lot of cases there. In fact, I was going to call you, Joe. Utica. <laughs> you know, so, but I mean, but, but I move up, and it's just because there's less people, and there's a, there's more, we're more spread out, and a whole host of different reasons, and we're better able to handle it because we don't have that many uh, folks in the area. But certainly, that's going to um, augur well for what 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 businesses and what people um, you know want to come up to the area, probably a little bit sooner than they thought they would have done in the past. Um, and that's certainly something that I think is going to take place. Um, it's, you know, what do I know? We'll see what happens. But certainly the initial conversations are uh, from our realtors are calling me and saying, hey, we're already starting to get calls from people that want to look at properties up here. It's been that way we're for quite already, some time. Yeah. And we're already seeing, the, you know, the existing businesses, the entrepreneurs here are changing the way they do business. Um, maybe they did one thing before this crisis hit and now they're just uh, switching gears up and they're learning how to to do something else and so you're, you're already seeing some of those changes already and what, yeah, pro prohibition catskill and what, prestige what, mm -hmm. what jamie's alluding to is there are going to be some people there are going to be definitely some people that it's not going to it's not going to be well for them right they may not be in business any longer it happens um, there are going to be those that may have had a, a moderately good uh, business. They're going along quite well. They're selling their product and do whatever. But because they made that shift, because they made that change, because they're making sanitizer now or they're making masks or they're doing something else, the, the backside of this is going to be really well good for them. And they're going to be in a position to take advantage of that, that influx in cash flow because they made that change and they did it really quickly. Some of these folks, uh, Roberta mentioned Prohibition Distillery. They moved lightning speed to turn around and be able to start making sanitizer. And, and, they, and mm -hmm. they're doing pretty well with that. Yeah. Um, and so you're going to see new opportunities and new, new businesses that you may once thought that they were doing, okay, they're doing all right. And they're, they're, they're become bigger and become more strong as a result of, of this circumstance. And you're going to see new businesses crop, crop up. There's always innovation. There's always something that's going to draw something new, some new idea um, to take advantage of the circumstances on the ground. And uh, I anticipate that that's going to happen and hopefully we'll all be ready to serve the needs of those businesses and help them grow. It's all over yeah, I'm confident it's going to happen. I really am. I mean, we've got, this is the last place that you could come. You've got places like the Villa Roma, the Sullivan, um, so many properties, our bed and breakfasts, our, our home aways. We've got such great quality of life here. I don't like to use the word bucolic. Rustic, thank you, Patricio. You know that I get crazy <laughs> over that word bucolic. Um, but we are, we're a beautiful country setting that that's, it's gonna happen. We have one of the largest second home populations now. I think that's going to swell. I think that's truly gonna swell mm -hmm. over the next year. It definitely has been interesting what you were talking about, these businesses making like sort of transitions. Uh, I know Prestige Productions do. Right. From a business. They were Catskill, Catskill Distillery. Um, but look at what our, our business are. You've got fine dining that's, that's still trying to accommodate its residents and give you takeout. I mean, did you think you could go to Piccolo and do drive-through, do, do pickup and delivery? <laughs> did you really? Or, or, you know, I mean, some of these properties are really stepping up. Oh, Bernie's? Really? I mean, I wouldn't have thought takeout, but he's doing it for all of us. And, and everybody's trying to make sure 
that that our, our properties and our residents and that everybody is getting what they need. I mean, I, I've watched Randy turn around and make sure people had food on their tables or they would make sure that he had things delivered to them. I mean, it's just, I, I guess, you know, we, we say we've got these adverse times, but the Sullivan Catskills, no matter what, it seems to, this county has got a way of, of just shining at, at the most dire times. And you really get a sense of what community is and how much we care about one another. I don't think I've talked to anybody in the past three weeks that hasn't closed with be well, be safe, stay healthy, how's your family? I mean, we truly, and it's, and it's, and I really think it's from the heart. Everybody cares and we do care about one another and who's out there and how's your family and what can we do to make the other guy get through this? Because that's mm -hmm. what community is. All right. Moving on to the next two questions. Uh, for me, you know, uh, I have one and then Patricio has one for you guys. Uh, look, we're not, uh, you know, doing these press conferences every day with updates and stuff in terms of, you know, this situation is changing every second as far as. By the hour. So it's un mm -hmm. really, you know, these are not like, I'm not like asking you guys to, you know, you know, bet your uh, bet like you know a whole bunch of money on these predictions that I'm about to have you make but looking at what you've been seeing so far kind of what do you guys whether it be your members local businesses kind of see the next couple months playing out to be in your minds and um, if you were just to make any I guess predictions as far as what you see happening or what the timeline might be to when we get back to you know, maybe some semblance of normalcy, even if it's not, you know, 100% the way we remembered things. I think from a, from a health perspective, every day that goes by, um, more PPEs are being made, more companies are coming in, more innovation is taking place. So when someone called me today, you know, I didn't come up with that idea. Somebody called me and said, you know, by the way, all this is growing. It's, it's, it may not be at a pace that some people like. It may be at a pace that some people think are, is okay but it's taking place. So every day that goes by, we're getting better at this. This is not something that anybody anticipated was gonna to happen to this degree. So it's always getting better. And so that's gonna certainly, um, well, it's gonna take care of itself long-term and we're gonna be in a better position to deal with this, hopefully in the future, uh, having gone through this like this. In terms of the businesses, let's, you know, you gotta use common sense. It's gonna to be tough. The first part of the summer is gonna be very difficult. Who's kidding who? right it really is and so really it's going to be cleaning up getting established saying to the general public that it's safe to go to these business that it's safe to do business that it's safe to travel that it's safe to do these other things and that's going to depend on a lot of things i think the first half of the summer is going to be extremely difficult i think if this thing gets gets done when we think it's gonna the second half should be strong and hopefully, um, you know, I'm sure Roberta's already planning, hey, listen, whatever we missed in the first half of the... I'm going to make it back in the fall. We're going to make up in the fall. Yeah. <laughs> make, make fall the, the, you know, the center of the universe yeah. as far as travel and tourism is concerned. And, and, and we're going to have to mm -hmm. make adjustments. From a membership standpoint, you know, members, you know, the, the last thing they're going to want to do is pay their membership, right? So it's going to affect, particularly Jamie, is going to probably be the hardest mm -hmm. hit myself. And, and so it's going to be hard, right? So... You know they got to pay their bills or they got to pay their employees or they got to do other things so we have to come up with different creative ways to be able to withstand this hit uh, from an operational perspective and 
and hopefully, you know, mm -hmm. come out the other side ourselves as well and mm -hmm. make sure that we can continue to provide the services that we provide. But it's not, it's going to be a tough, you know, road to hoe beginning of the, uh, of the, uh, of the summer. And hopefully we can, um, you know, just stay on it and, and, you know, double down on the, the end of summer and the beginning of fall and, and do the best that we can. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's the critical thing because, you know, we're going to have, once we can get back into the arena and once we can start to welcome visitors and, and guests and, and construction work and, and all of that, I think you're mm -hmm. going to see also not only the direct impact of those outside new dollars coming in, but you're going to have the indirect, a lot of the services that they require. And then the big kick for all of us is going to be that induced, which is when our labor force is back to work and gainfully employed mm -hmm. and can go on our main streets and buy groceries and buy, you know, items in some of our gift shops and retail shops. And that's such a critical part of all of it. I mean, you've got that three prong and we've got to make sure that all of it is working at the same time. And, and I'm confident, I really am. I think that I think that this economic team and I think our government and our county and everybody that's, that's that makes up this, this community, Sullivan Catskills, we are really fortunate because they got this keen eye on how can we collaborate? How can we make it all happen? And how can we share services? How can we share our resources? And better yet, how do we make the Sullivan Catskills recapture its wealth as any way possible and get that sales tax kicking back in here and starting to bring more growth to the community? And these are the players that are going to take a role and roll up our sleeves to make sure that happens. So, Joe, we're going to have we're going to have uh, our our unemployment our unemployment data conversations going to be a lot different. <laughs> The next yeah, no, uh, I know that 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 that, Jan that uh, January and February's came out, and you know I had it, and uh, and then I know that when we get to see March, and I don't know about if March will reflect the full story. I mean, maybe it'll probably have to wait till April, maybe. But yeah, I mean, I know nationwide they said it could get as low as thirty percent nationwide, as far as mm -hmm. because of how many people are in a hospitality or sort of sector where you know. When it yeah, we got hit the hardest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and I guess Patricio has one last question for you all. Uh, well, I, I mean, you sort of alluded to it already. I just, it was just sort of any last words for our readers uh, on just the current state of the county and, you know, hopes for the future. We sort of talked about it already, but if, if, since we're at the end of this, this podcast now, uh, just any last words for our readers as far as, like, you know, uh, you know, any things for hoping, you guys are hoping for the future and uh, just the current state of what you guys are going through now. So I'll talk, I'll talk yeah. from, a per, from a personal perspective, and I have an eight-year-old son. So he's going to Google Classroom every day, and we've provided him a um, structure. Um, and we've been focusing on making sure that, that, that he's okay, um, our household is okay, along with the things that we're doing together as economic development agencies. It's already been two and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. And the first week, in my, from my perspective, was was a slog. It was tough. It was hard to get used to this whole situation. Um, I, you know, you wake up today and you go, wait a minute, two weeks are gone already. So what are we talking about? We got to do another two weeks. Let's do another two weeks and then see where we are first, right? So yeah. I think it'll go by now a little bit faster than, than, than it did the first half. Um, we're in it. We're right in the, we're in, the, in, the, in the deep end of it. So I think that this will go by relatively quickly. 
and hopefully we'll get some good news. It looks like some of that flattening of the curve is starting to take place. It's already so happening. If that's happening, um, a lot has happened in two weeks. A lot, right? So the first week was a, the next week was a dire. This week is supposed to be the worst week of ever. So the next couple of weeks, hopefully, we'll turn the thing around. And by May first, I think a lot's going to happen by then. You know, the weather's going to get better. Things are going to get warmer. Uh, and then again, I'll reiterate: they're, they're working on this. There's innovation taking place. There's mitigation measures taking place. Um, you know, there's things going on with development of you know um, prophylactic kind of methodologies to to give to our uh, people in the, in the healthcare community and hopefully others. The tests are getting easier now. Abbott's come out with a five-minute test, right? A quick yeah. test, so everyone's going to know. So we're going to have more data, and I think you'll see some of the strategies shift. They're already talking about um, stepping up and allowing certain segments of the economy to go back to work. Somebody made an uh, interesting point yesterday. Um, we can't go to work. We can't go to our offices we can congregate and go get food in a 100,000 square foot facility, where do you think you're going to get coronavirus? Probably at the grocery store or anything else. So if you think about it, it kind of makes sense in, in that sense. So at some point, you know, we're going to have to get back to doing what we do and we're just going to do it differently. We'll wash hands. If we have to wear masks, we'll wear masks. If we have to take our temperatures, we'll take our temperatures. There's going to be things that we have to do that will allow us to get back to work. And I think that's certainly something that's going to take place. Um, I just want to say that we're stronger together, and yeah. and it's never been more true than now. We are working together, and we'll get through this. I'm confident. I think we're going to come. We're going to come back out the other side of this, a stronger state, a stronger country, and a stronger Sullivan Catskills. I um, again, I, I always feel like I, I look at all of you that are there every day, and and really out in front. But again. Take a minute, our healthcare workers, my goodness, I mean, wow, the capacity of our front line and what they're going through, I just, I'm, I'm in awe. And I think we need to say to them over and over and over again, uh, thank you. Um, please join all of us. Go on, make, take a time to, to thank them. Um, I work with a great team, as you see, Mark, Jamie, you guys, everybody, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to work with them because I think we all know how important this community is and uh, we want to see it thrive. And we are going to thrive. We've got a lot of great stuff happening. It's all going to continue. And I do feel very confident that we are going to get that curve right back up again. And we're going to be, as far as our economy is concerned, and we're going to flatten the other curve. And I think all is going to be well. And uh, I'm confident in it. I really am. I think we're going to see a portion of our summer and I just hope that our businesses are ready and I hope that uh, everybody makes it through this and I guess I want to say happy holidays to to everybody this is a time we reflect yeah. boy we got a lot to be thankful for and a lot to reflect on because this is what makes it happen and this is what makes it this is what makes us stronger well thank you guys for joining us on our uh, you guys are our first uh, live interview uh, podcast uh, victims i guess we could jokingly say and, we kind of uh, look like the brady bunch here I'm yeah looking for somebody no, in the middle. <laughs> definitely who doesn't remember fair. the brady bunch yeah recording and obviously <laughs> yeah so so we uh, we appreciate that and um, what you guys were able to give us as far as information and um of course for you guys and your individual families and friends you know stay safe during this time and yeah as you said have a happy um holiday 
weekend, you know, whether you're a scavenger hunting in the backyard, six feet apart or uh, what. So. <laughs> But, uh, right. safe and well. well thank it's you well, again well, for having us thank you and that's the end of our podcast always you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram at sc democrat or find us online at scdemocratonline.com or you can call our office for a subscription our number is 845-887-5200 thank you and stay safe everyone